You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 6th. 2021. My name is Philip Ross, Mike, and the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Just follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll review where we're at with the coaching search, our new coaching search power rankings, uh, the coaches that have kind of, seems like they've made the final cut, uh, and, and when we might see a decision, I guess, or, or what the Magic are getting out of the possible coaches that they'll look at. We'll, we'll kind of take stock of where we are in the coaching search at this point. We'll also give a quick preview of the upcoming NBA Finals with Game 1 coming up tonight as well. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a minute. Before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown? On the Phoenix Suns or the Milwaukee Bucks ahead of Game 1 of the NBA Finals, check out Locked On Suns and Locked On Bucks. No matter who your team is, no matter if it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later on in the episode. A lot. Very excited about this week's Player of the Week. I hope everyone had a great 4th of July weekend. We did take the 4th of July off. It's also my birthday. Um, 33 years and going strong. Um, so I do appreciate everyone just kind of hanging out. I hope you all were able to enjoy the weekend. Take some time for yourselves. Take some time with some loved ones. Take some time with some fireworks uh, for, what it, for whatever it's worth of uh, a really packed downtown on Sunday for the fireworks at the fourth at the at Lake Eola. Um, but it was it was great to see everyone out. Um, hope, I mean, hopefully everyone is being safe. Hopefully everyone is getting va- is getting vaccinated if they haven't already, um, so that we can enjoy more of these things and we can get back to our normal lives. Um, but I hope everyone had a a great and hopefully restful weekend. Uh, as I'm sure some of you had off, I actually had to work all three days of this long weekend, but I, that I'll get my weekend uh, uh, from from my day job coming up later on in the week, so it'll 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 come back around. We are expecting though that we are now entering the final phase of uh, of the Magic's coaching search. Um, we kind of pegged, you know, when when the original you know kind of stuff came out, we either said the Magic are going to hire someone very very quickly. Or it would be a little bit of a process. And it certainly felt like the time after the holiday would be a great time to kind of have everything settled out. Um, it would give you give the coach some time to get settled, get acclimated, and then just dive straight in to the process with the NBA draft coming up. And obviously it is a huge draft for the Orlando Magic coming up. And, and again, the coach won't have like complete input, but a little bit of input and a little bit of perspective is not a bad thing either. We did get a report this week. Um, we did get several things this week uh, on the coaching search front. The first being um, Mike Bianchi of the Orlando Sentinel spoke to Steve Clifford in his first public comments since um, stepping away as the Magic coach. And and Bianchi definitely read between the lines a little bit. But um, the big takeaway that I had from that was was what we've pretty much all suspected that you know Steve Clifford said he still had a great working relationship with Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. That the the, the split that the departure. Had nothing to do with 
management and coach not getting along or, or not even necessarily seeing eye to eye. It just came down to, uh, as Clifford said, about alignment, that Weltman had a different vision for what the team was going to be in the short term, and Clifford's goals and Clifford's career aspirations were elsewhere. Um, everything that I've heard about Jeff Weltman and the way that he deals with players is kind of being shown through here. He's upfront and honest with people, and frankly, he gave Steve Clifford an out. He, he, he gave him a chance to get off the bus, so to speak, and you know, I don't think any of us could blame Steve Clifford for, Steve Clifford for that. Um, he's at a point in his career where he has done a very good job building teams up from just outside the playoffs to competitive enough to make the playoffs. Uh, and he absolutely should be looking for ways to further his career. And the best way for him to do that would be to coach a team that actually has a shot at not only making the playoffs, but advancing. Um, Clifford did say in that piece with Mike Bianchi of the Orlando Sentinel that he really wanted the Indiana Pacers job, but he agrees Rick Carlisle probably should have gotten the job ahead of him. Um, I have no doubt that we will see Steve Clifford coaching in the NBA again. If not, probably not this season, but um, I, I think that he will be back in, in the NBA very, very, very soon. Um, and obviously, I think that he is a very strong head coaching candidate for any job that is open um, in the near future. Um, I, I, I do think I, I think the Magic really appreciate what Steve Clifford did um, and, and obviously had nothing but glowing things to say about him. Bianchi... It got in a little bit of trouble, but I don't think he's completely off base to read between the lines, though, that that alignment piece is what we all think it is. Steve Clifford wanted to coach a team that is capable of winning and winning in the short term. Jeff Weltman is preaching a little bit of patience and saying that the, the next coach of the Orlando Magic is probably going to have to suffer through a losing season, if not maybe two losing seasons, as the Magic begin to build this thing back up. What we did find out, though, uh, from Josh Robbins of The Athletic, that the Magic have entered perhaps the final stage of their coaching search. According to Josh Robbins and Sham Sarania of The Athletic, the Orlando Magic interviewed Wes Unsell Jr. for the second time. This means the Magic have entered the second round of interviews. They are beginning to review uh, coaching candidates for the second time and have narrowed down their list. This does not mean we that, that someone new cannot enter the fray. We did expect the Magic to interview Kenny Atkinson, although there's been no reporting to suggest that they have at this point. Uh, and we do expect uh, the Magic to maybe try and get uh, at a few more candidates. What does seem clear in the names that have been mentioned, and Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN.com kind of confirmed this in talking about the uh, n- n- number of coaches who have gotten second round of interviews with the Washington Wizards as they enter that phase of their coaching search, the Magic do appear to be targeting uh, or, or have shown enough interest to uh, get to warrant reporting uh, in Wes Unsell Jr. and Jamal Mosley, the Dallas Mavericks assistant coach, Unsell Jr. and assistant coach with the Denver Nuggets. At this point, it feels, again, Washington's after the same people. Um, it does feel like the Magic are going after the same coaching pool as the Washington Wizards. And yeah, the Washington Wizards roster is probably in a little bit better shape than the Orlando Magics right now. Sure, the Magic have a cleaner slate, uh, probably a little bit more upside potential, but who knows what it will all turn into. The Washington Wizards, yeah, they're going to win a little bit more in the present. Um, the Wizards' short-term outlook certainly a whole lot better than the Magic's short-term outlook. Maybe their long-term outlook not as strong with Westbrook beginning to age out and, and Beal, uh, you know, kind of the center of every trade rumor ever. Uh, in the NBA. We are entering that final phase, though. And I do think it is fair to say that Unsel Jr. and Mosley, at least by reporting and at least by impression, 
are the top two candidates for the Orlando Magic. As I mentioned last week when I talked, when we started to get these specific names and started to get into like specifically who the Magic might hire, as I mentioned last week, these are both defensive-minded coaches. Wes Unsel Jr. is largely credited with, credited with coordinating the Denver Nuggets defense, especially last year as an associate head coach. Um, he has been, uh, you know, the Nuggets have been a solid defensive team, uh, not a like runaway good defensive team, but especially as they've gotten into contention, especially as they've improved on that front, they've become a very strong defensive team, or not a very strong, but a strong enough defensive team to um, merit their offense. I would note, I did a little bit more digging on Wes Unsel. Uh, he is uh, largely credited with having uh, some hand in the Washington Wizards offense during the Gilbert Arenas, Karan Butler, Anton Jamison days when he was a, when he first started off there. So a little bit more balance from Wes Unsel Jr. Um, you know, again, he was with the Magic from 2012 to 2015 under Jacques Vaughn. Jamal Mosley um, has been the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Mavericks for the last three years, but his strength is really about player relationships. Um, he is said to have a very strong relationship with Luka Doncic, enough that it kind of raised some tension with the Mavericks. Um, and players are apparently not super thrilled that he did not get an interview or get a more serious look when Rick Carlisle stepped down. And certainly it was surprising that Rick Carlisle threw all his weight behind Jason Kidd rather than one of his former assistants in Jamal Mosley. Um, again, it is hard to say a whole lot more at this point. Again, what are assistant coaches really responsible for? Uh, what really translates into the lead chair? Those are things that we don't always know or understand um, at this point. Those are things that we don't always have a clear picture about um, as people on the outside. And so I will continue to press that point that we just don't know a whole lot. Um, even educated people like me who follow the NBA and, and, and have some idea who these people are, um, I, don't, I can't tell you exactly what Jamal Mosley is responsible for with the Dallas Mavericks. He's reportedly the defensive coordinator, um, so that gives you some clue. I can't tell you exactly what Wes Unsel Jr. is responsible for with the Denver Nuggets. Um, I've read some reports that he's responsible for the defense. You know, I, I read that he was responsible for the Wizards' offense at, at times. It's hard to say. It's hard to say, and how and hard to credit. You know, know how much credit to give to these guys. Um, at this point, it's just about the relationships they can build uh, and the impression that they can make on Jeff Weltman to convince him that he is the right choice um, again and. You know, obviously, your Weltman's done his research. He's going to look at the background of these coaches, of these candidates, figure out what what this team needs or what he's looking for, the traits that he's looking for, and then, you know, using all the information and all the best information that he has, just like the draft, he's going to make an educated guess. It could be the absolute right choice. It could be the absolute wrong choice. I will say this: unlike the last rebuild when the Magic hired Jacques Vaughn, the experience that these candidates bring to the table suggests that the Magic are very serious about bringing someone who, who knows what they're doing and is around, has been around successful programs and successful franchises. Jacques Vaughn was with the Spurs for two years as an assistant before he became a head coach. Clearly, a huge risk. Clearly was there, and, and we all felt it at the time, to babysit a young team. The Magic are not looking for a babysitter. They're not looking for someone to be a caretaker for a young team and, and pat them on the back and make them feel good. The Magic wants someone who's going to push the team to win and push the team to outperform their expectations, even if those expectations are fairly low. And and I, again, I'm not expecting Magic to make the playoffs next year, but I want a coach that believes they can. So when Steve Clifford got here, he said, I believe we have a playoff team, and we all thought he was crazy. Well, Steve Clifford was right. Um, is this a playoff team? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, they have talent. 
you know, maybe not high-end talent, but they have talent. I'm not completely sold or completely sure of that yet at all, but the Magic have to find a coach that's at least willing to give them the chance and believe in them um, and then have the plan to execute it all. Is that Wes Unsell Jr.? Is that Jamal Mosley? Is that somebody else? We don't know. We do know the Magic have interviewed a lot of candidates, whether it's Becky Hammond, whether it's their own coaches, Tyrone Corbin, um, Pat Delaney and Steve Hetzel. Um, again, I kind of think that if the Magic were going to hire in-house, they would keep that. We they would uh, they would have hired them already. There's no reason to wait this long to just hire someone you already are paying. Um, it could be Charles Lee. It could be Darvin Ham. It could be Willie Green. There are a lot of options out there. And as I've said before, there are more qualified candidates than there are open positions. So even if the Wizards take Wesson's Unsold Jr., Jamal Mosley shouldn't be a bad choice. It should be a choice that the Magic still feel very comfortable with. We are entering that final stage, though, and that much is abundantly clear. The Magic are nearing the end of this coaching search. Whether it happens this week or early next week, we will have a new coach of the Orlando Magic very, very soon. And it does appear the Magic are leaning in one direction or another. We're going to talk more about the NBA playoffs, the NBA finals coming up here uh, starting Tuesday, uh, and a whole lot more. Um, but that's where the Magic stand with their coaching search at the moment. We'll get back to some action here in just a moment. It is time once again to name our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Because remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And with 2.6 carbs and 95 calories... Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Moritz Wagner. Why am I naming an end-of-the-bench Magic player who probably isn't going to be on the team after this season, our Player of the Week? Well, it was a banner week for Moritz Wagner. It's a banner day Sunday for Moritz Wagner, too. A very happy Independence Day, although he was not playing for the United States. Moritz Wagner poured in 28 points off the bench to help Germany clinch a spot in the Olympics, uh, winning the Olympic qualifying tournament over Brazil and Croatia in split Croatia over this past week. Germany will be heading to the Olympics and in a group that they might have a chance of getting out of with Australia, Italy, and Nigeria. Very competitive group, um, but no, no runaway winner in... No runaway... I mean, Australia, the runaway favorite in that group, but two teams will get out, so... Germany with a real chance, perhaps, to advance as Germany makes the Olympic tournament for the first time since 2008. Um, for for Germany, this is obviously a huge victory and a huge upset, uh, defeating Croatia, especially Croatia, not making it to the Olympic tournament. Um, a huge, huge upset. Croatia, one of the better teams. Rarazoni actually had a very good tournament uh, in the Olympic qualifying tournament. But Moritz Wagner was just superb for Germany and really deserving of our recognition, uh, of our recognition as the uh, player of the week. Uh, let me pull up his stats here. But obviously, um, for the Orlando Magic, Wagner is kind of coming off the end of the bench. He was kind of a fill-in starter uh, for the team as he dealt with injuries toward the end of the season. He played fine. You know, I think I don't think the Magic would have any problem bringing him back. I don't have any problem bringing him back. I do think that he is someone to kind of grab toward the end of the offseason. I don't think he's a super priority for the team this offseason. And if someone better becomes available for his spot. I don't think anyone's going to lose sleep over not over not grabbing him. But Wagner had a fantastic run 
in the Olympic qualifying tournament, averaging 14.3 points per game and four rebounds per game. Again, scoring 28 points off the bench in the clinching victory over Brazil to advance to the Olympic Olympic tournament. Um, Obviously for the Magic, it's been, you know, they've had a lot of interest in these international tournaments, whether it was Evan Fournier at the World Cup, with France, uh, France will be in the Olymp- in the Olympics thanks to the third place third place finish at the World Cup. Um, whether it's uh, Evan Forney with France or Nikola Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic with Montenegro, or even Al Farouk Aminu with Nigeria, um, the Magic have had a lot of international interest in recent tournaments. But this year, obviously, that's going to scale back. Um, the Magic don't have anyone really competing. Mortz Wagner will be competing for Germany. Uh, Chuma Okiki, I believe, was on the initial roster pool for Nigeria, but it does not appear. That he joined the team, joined the team for their training camp ahead of their warmups against the United States, uh, and ahead of their trip to the Olympics. It also appears Alfred Camino will not be playing with them, as well as he focuses on the uh, on recovering from his injury and getting ready for the season ahead. Um, but uh, but Wagner's our guy. Uh, you know, I, you know, Wagner's the only guy that we'll be really following closely at the Olympics. And don't worry, I will talk about the U.S. national team. I do enjoy Olympic basketball. I do enjoy. On the tournament, it was a great set of Olympic qualifying tournaments uh, with uh, Tomas Satoransky hitting a huge shot uh, for uh, for the Czech Republic to advance to the Olympics with Luka Doncic leading Slovenia to the Olympics and, and a huge win for Slovenia. Um, they've, they've obviously had a ton of success in the World Cup um, and in Eurobasket, um, but this will be a, a huge step for them to make the Olympics, which is a much smaller field tournament. Um, and, 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 and obviously it's just a, a international basketball is just a lot of fun. There's, it's a very different game than the NBA, but our player of the week goes to Moritz Wagner for his efforts in getting Germany to the Olympic Games. So remember enjoyment is not the whole game. It's not the end game. It's the whole game. And obviously Michelob Ultra helps you enjoy more with fewer calories and fewer carbs than other comparable beers. So enjoy Michelob Ultra as you celebrate basketball, whether it's in the NBA Finals or the Olympic basketball team, which will start play here very, very, very soon. When we come back, we'll preview the NBA Finals in Game 1 on Tuesday night. The first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season. Now in full swing, you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for our sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action too. For the next pitch, tip-off, puck drop, whatever, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Today's podcast also brought to you by your pals at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you, for your local chain auto parts store, to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? You know, they're really only choosing the brands that their warehouse happens to carry anyway. They may not even have the right parts. You have computers and you have access to the rockauto.com library at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. If you can think it, they probably have it. I won't promise that they have everything because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, they, what you need. I don't know what they have. But they have a lot. 
So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. <coughs> go to rockauto.com, excuse me, right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA Finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Uh, obviously, uh, we're, we're finally here. The NBA Finals. We've made it to the end of this long and, and seemingly uh, frustrating and, and, and at times terrible season. Um, but we're, we made it. We're here. Uh, the, the, this, this is a final series that I think is worthy of the season that we've had and, and, and a good one at that. Um, don't let anyone tell you that there are asterisks to this season. Every season, every playoff contender has to deal with injuries at some point. And, and you can make an argument that everyone gets some clear path to a championship or, or to a finals appearance somewhere. Um, that's just how it works. That's how the league goes. That's how these series work. It's as much about survival as it is anything else. Um, if you look at the season, if you look at the narratives that are being played out, though, these are two worthy champions. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns have earned their way here through a lot of grit and determination and through a lot of really strong play over the course of the season. The Phoenix Suns obviously finished with the second-best record in the league. They are the favorites to win the NBA championship. And I will slot them as my pick to win the championship in this series. I'm going to take Suns in five, in, a, in a hard five, five or six games, um, a lot of it's going to depend to me if Giannis can play. I think without Giannis, uh, the Suns could win this series. I don't think they'll win this series easily. Um, I'll go ahead and officially say Suns in six. Um, I, I'm not saying they'll win easily, but I think the Suns are, are clearly the better team without Giannis. Um, you know, Milwaukee, I think, matches up really well with all of... Phoenix's uh, stronger players, Drew Holiday on Chris Paul, um, Chris Middleton uh, canceling out Devin Booker, even Brooke Lopez a little bit on DeAndre Ayton, although I think Ayton's a better player at this point. Um, what what really, I think, differentiates Phoenix and what I'm going to be really watching is, is how they're supporting cast, how they're bench play. I don't think Milwaukee has the depth right now to sustain and, and kind of hold off the offensive onslaught that Phoenix is going to be able to put on them. Now, depth later in the playoffs is a little bit more meaningless. I, I will admit to that. But Jay Crowder, you know, even Dario Saric has had some really nice minutes. But Cal Bridges, Phoenix has a lot of shooters they can throw out to. And as long as they can place one of Paul or Booker on the floor at all times, um, I, I think that Phoenix Phoenix has a way to to beat uh, the Bucks' defense in, in a way that, that other teams can't. Um, Milwaukee does a really good job defending the paint, though. And, and I think that's going to be really interesting to watch how they handled DeAndre Ayton, who, was pro- who had a really good series against the LA Clippers and, and has had a really good postseason in general. He's really come into his own and really found himself um, during this, this postseason run. To, again, to me, the key is going to be getting Giannis because I don't think Phoenix has anyone that can, that can even slow down Giannis. Um, is Ayton a good enough backstop defensively to, to, to stop him if he gets in the lane? I don't know. Um, it, Giannis will, you know, should probably play at some point in the series. Doesn't look like he's going to play in Game One, so I'm expecting Phoenix to take Game One at home. I'm expecting Phoenix to win this series. Um, you know, I, I think that there will be enough time 
uh, before Giannis returns, that Phoenix is going to take a little bit of advantage. And again, it could be this game. It could be game one without Giannis that Phoenix needs to win this series and, and to give themselves a little bit of cushion so that they can absorb a loss or two along the way. Um, this is going to be a, a battle, though. Both are great three-point shooting teams. Both are solid teams. They know who they are. They know their identity. Obviously, you get to this point, you got to know that stuff. They've all been through trials and tribulations throughout the course of the postseason. Phoenix just seems to be playing on another level. Chris Paul seems to be playing um, just, just the most inspired basketball of his career, and that's saying something because he's had some really good playoff performances. Um, this feels like it is his moment, and I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA Finals in six games. We're all really excited for Game 1, of course. That tips off at 9 Eastern time on Tuesday with Game 2 on Thursday. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the folks say on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget to check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey will begin. Featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. All our Locked On NBA local experts like me are making selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. I'm actually going to be talking a trade with someone very, very soon. So, you know, I'm already, I'm already working the phones on that. The Ultimate Mock Draft. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And if you listen to the NFL Ultimate Mock Draft, the NBA one should be just as much fun. Be sure to tune into that leading into the NBA Draft. We'll get to more NBA Draft coverage coming up here throughout the week. I will have NBA Draft coverage. Uh, I do have an NBA Draft profile ready to go up on OrlandMagicDaily.com. I'll talk about Alpern Sangun on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, barring breaking news, of course. Um, but be sure to follow that follow for that online at OmagicDaily. You can get, of course, the latest on the Orlando Magic at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Crossman. Right? See you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.